welcome to the Star Citizen Neuralcast, brought to you by Cognition Corp and its community organizations. This is a weekly, and sometimes bi-weekly, podcast dedicated to bringing you the most up-to-date Star Citizen information and general discussion concerning game mechanics and lore. Alright, I have to stop the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we can use that intro anymore, to be perfectly honest. I mean, and, and let me know if I'm being fair here or not. But Board Gamer and the Redacted Crew have the most up-to-date Star Citizen podcast. Relay has the most thorough podcast, arguably, if you guys listen to Relay.sc. Uh, Guard Frequency is the most professional and has the best production value, so you know they've got us beat there. Um, and the Versecast is probably the best casual organization with the podcast, and they're the friendliest, arguably. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we're sort of a middle ground. I would say that we are con- we consider our network to be neutral in general. I mean, am I wrong? Let's just embrace the neutral aspect of our organization and podcast. That sound yeah, good? Basically, new rule. So yeah, works for me. All right, take two. <laughs> Welcome to the Star Citizen Neutral Cast. <laughs> That's <laughs> 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 <Couldn't> help it. <laughs> Brought to you by Cognition Corp and its community organizations. This is a weekly and sometimes bi-weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you the most neutral Star Citizen information and general discussion concerning game mechanics and lore. I'm Lumen the Hunter, and joining me today are members of Hitcher 4 Delta. Hello. And Aidane. Hey. As well as main members of Cognition Corp, Overclock. Hey. And Snip Atomic. Hello. <laughs> A big thanks to our Patreon backers for funding our current giveaways and supporting the show. Patreon backers get to participate in exclusive LTI ship raffles, enter their referral codes into advertised promotions, and for only 50 cents an episode, they have access to our pre-show podcast where we go over the news in greater detail. For more information on how to support the show, visit us at patreon.com cognition. And I believe our Alpha 2.6.2 Patreon backer giveaway is an LTI Cutlass Pirate Pack. Woo! <laughs> that's a big one so for the last two weeks there was a huge amount of information that cig put out uh we decided not to make an episode last week because there wasn't a large amount of information to talk about but they more than made it up for it in the week following so now we have so much that we're gonna have to cut a little bit out and we're just gonna highlight the most important factors for new concept art we saw inside the whole sea and the javelin both of which look pretty far along. The javelin is looking amazing. And we even saw a basketball court and air hockey table. So does that mean basketball and air hockey are confirmed? Probably, yeah. Uh, We also saw the Razor Cockpit and Reclaimer Bridge. Now the Reclaimer, I had no idea was this close to being finished or this far along. Honestly, they've been kind of mum on it. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's looking great. I mean, I loved the concept of the Reclaimer. But seeing it rendered and seeing the concept art for the bridge, I'm blown away. It It's going to be intimidating, to say the least, just seeing it come out from the shadows somewhere and consuming debris. Uh, we saw the shopping kiosk user interface, which will be coming with the shopping system in 3.0. And we saw uh, not only a Yela outpost, which looked really great with the new planetary tech, but a space station with a docked Idris. Now, this is the largest space station I think we've seen in the game yet. 
when you, it took me a second to realize where constellation was that you pointed out and where the interest was because it's just so big that you don't actually get a grasp of what you're looking at at first and then it hits you and you just this thing's bigger than most levels in most AAA games these days yeah no doubt yeah now will will an idris fit next to the uh port of all star uh i think that uh, it will be placed on one of the tips of uh, port all star we can see these screenshots and such, but I, I still don't have a full sense of scale as to how really how big that ship is. So for development updates, we learned that atmospheric flight will be affected by the different gravity of each planetary body. So we hadn't actually heard that much about how gravity would affect within atmosphere, but it makes total sense. Now, it still might be offset by your IFCS, which is your intelligent flight control system, which might normalize your controls, but on a higher gravity system might require more gra more thrust to maintain that normalized control. So it might just be a difference of fuel consumption, or it might actually be a difference of your ship feels a little bit less responsive. We learned that custom decals will not be possible for our ships, but they do want to give us a set of prefabricated decals that we can customize somewhat and that orgs can use throughout uh, their player base. So we know that you're not going to be able to edit something on like Photoshop and then upload it, but you might have some customization within the icon creation process that CIG gives us within the game itself. So we learned that the economy will be coming in with Alpha 3.0, as well as the introductory version of mining. Um, we know that resources will be gathered, mined, possibly refined in this update, but maybe added later, and then added to the economy. The player actions will affect the flow of resources, which in turn, affect supply and demand, although they said in the initial implementation the they will be manually setting the prices of commodities and manually changing those prices until they're comfortable with the ebb and flow of how the economy runs, and then they'll choose to automate it. And it will be a simplified version of how mining will actually be, and it will probably be quite a lot harder uh, when it comes out. So. Yeah, it sounds like they're just going to have like a generic ore or maybe a couple different elements that you can mine at first, and then they're going to add subcategories of all these commodities later on down the line. We know that even like Yela is going to have ice asteroids instead of the asteroids it has right now. So it could be possible that ice mining even becomes a thing. We don't really know too much yet, but how diverse it's really going to be in the end. Uh, we saw the new the new implementation of highlighting and the inner thought systems, which are now intertwined so that you can select things and a word bubble comes up. Uh, people were suggesting that maybe you can hit a button to do it because it's kind of weird to always have word bubbles come up um, and it does kind of break immersion. But I think it's we saw how intricately people could handle uh, and pick up, put away and mess with different items. I think it's going to be a great system, especially if they're implementing things like pool, table hockey, that kind of thing. I really wonder how this pool and table hockey thing is going to come along. <laughs> I, it seems so wonky. They're they're doing their development of honestly pretty brand new way of implementing integration. this. So <laughs> Well, I think it makes sense because this last week they talked about how autopilot is going to be a thing. So if you want to travel from one location to the other and it's very basic piloting, you can set your computer to autopilot there. And so that, to me, tells me that there's going to be a lot of downtime when traveling between locations. So adding things for people to play in the interim is a natural progression. If you're really going to have people 
wait for a long time between locations. Just having anything to do, even if it's just repairs and stuff, that's great. But adding mini games, that's amazing. Well, I mean, we have Arena Commander and stuff. You won't be able to access it from your Moby Glass. You actually need like a computer system, like the pod in your oh, hangar. Um, now, some ships yeah. can have those. We know that the Genesis Starliner will have them for its first class seating. Um, so we know they'll exist. In lieu of that, there will be other things that people need to do to keep themselves occupied. Yeah. And uh, a good thing about this is you will have um, multiplayer options. For example, let's go to the court while we wait for this ship to travel 100 miles of space. Exactly. This last week, they also talked about melee animations with guns and without. They wanted to add side swiping if you're holding a gun with your elbow or the butt of the gun, uh, as well as a stabbing motion if you had a bayonet. And then we also they also talked about stealth kills, which they had shown off in the uh, CitizenCon demo. No real details on how they're going to work, but they still are planning on having them. And then they definitely said they want to have a full hand-to-hand combat system, which includes different types of punches, blocks, and counters. And I know in the past, Chris Roberts has talked about having a dojo system, which will allow people to learn unique melee uh, attacks or defenses that you may not be able to learn in other places. We learned that Turbulent was talking about some possible org system changes. They would like to give us the ability to customize roles and then in the future implement features in the game of Star Citizen for different ranks so that they actually have meaning in the context of the game. Server improvements have been worked on by CIG so that uh, Alpha 2.6.2 will include some like uh, enhancements to the multi-region server system, fixes and tweaks to the party system, a better version of contacts and friends, as well as they're trying to up the concurrent player cap while also increasing performance. Now that comes down to having the multiplayer mega map in for loading times, as well as having like serialized variables to make uh, the packet size more efficient, and then also having the network bind culling, which basically reduces the amount of information to only what is relevant to your character. As far as more information on Spectrum, Short-term additions they want to add include timestamps to the threads, which I believe are already in, ways for you to see your own post history as well as the post history of another user. They want you to be able to configure your pictures and videos that you post, customize it a little bit more, and it looks a little better. Because right now they come in in blocks if you have more than one in a post. And then thumbnails on the thread list on the left side of the, the titles when you're looking at a list of threads, as well as sorting uh, comments within a thread by votes, much like uh, Reddit's algorithm. Now, in the medium term, they're aiming to get a mobile app to support natively the Spectrum system, both for iOS and Android, possibly also for Windows Phone. Um, But in the long term, they're talking about adding VoIP, and they want to actually add layered or tiered VoIP so that officers and soldiers can communicate with each other separately, but also have it sort of cascade down if the officers need to send a large message. They've added track IR support for Alpha 2.6.2. So people who use track IR, you can rejoice. It should be functional again with the next patch. Um, And then they've officially confirmed that Vulkan is the API they're going to work with, not DirectX 12. DirectX 12 sort of restricted them to Windows 10, and they wanted people on Windows 7, 8, or 10 to be able to play, as well as Linux users. So this is this is a good thing. It, it opens the door for more people. It does favor AMD, but in the end, it's more diverse. 
This is an extremely good thing. Yeah, the fact that we'll be able to play on on Linux and such is just a great, great thing yeah. for the market for the market as a whole. Uh, competition in the marketplace and driving that is a very, very good thing, and yes. we should applaud anything that they do to encourage competition. Yeah, and uh, the, a little bit uh, of diversity and such. So yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> for gameplay mechanics, they talked about cargo crates this week. Cargo will uh, a lot of times have timers because they'll have battery power for cooling, heating, keeping life support, or containing biohazards. So if the battery power runs out, then you may not be able to transport it for the full fee or for anything. Uh, however, they did say that ships meant for cargo transport might be able to plug in their own ship power to these crates, therefore extending the battery life of them. We also learned that bulk transport ships, like the whole sea, will need to pass through customs, allowing authorities to scan your, your cargo before you can unload. However, if you have shielded cargo, it would show up as empty, and it would only be flagged if they thought those empty cargo units were suspicious. The smuggling profession will rely a lot on your reputation, because authorities will be more likely to look closely at your cargo if you have a reputation already for smuggling. But they also talked about hidden beacons, where we can... Slap a beacon on a cargo crate, drop it off somewhere, and either recover it ourselves or help in like a smuggling operation, and that uh, someone else could find it and pick it up, um, so that we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to meet in person. They mentioned again that playable alien races is a thing. Uh, however, they don't want to introduce it until well after commercial release because they don't want to lose the mystique that these aliens might otherwise have before we see them commonly. Uh, now, we don't know if there's going to be a reputation threshold that you need to meet with these aliens before you can create one. Uh, all we know is that there will eventually be an option to do so. The next concept ship that we heard about is going to be at the end of March, and it's going to be a Banu ship. And we don't know anything about it. Um, some people have speculated that it's going to be a utility ship, possibly like a mining ship. But this is pure speculation. We don't know anything about it other than that it's supposed to be coming by the end of this month, and it's supposed to be Banu. Jump Point Volume 3, the hardback edition, will be in production sometime in the near future. So watch out for that so you can make sure your pre-order. They do sell out pretty quickly. And by the time the website and store get a rewrite, they will be adding Tier 2 starter packs for things like the Reliant. For miscellaneous Star Citizen news from the community, we had a really good tutorial of the Star Citizen camera and director mode by Mr. Hasgaha. There was a starter packages overview by Squid of Love. And Board Gamer put out a really great overview of his Foundry 42 UK tour, where he was able to see uh, a lot of things that were upcoming and everything that wasn't covered under an NDA he put into that video. Yeah, that was fun to see. Squid of Love also put out a video about the careers of Star Citizen and how they connect with each other. It's a really great introduction for newbies who don't really know about the profession system. And it's a, it's a good introduction for people to see that we don't have classes, so to speak like a traditional MMO, but that people can fluidly change between uh, different jobs depending on the gear that they have equipped or with them. And for fan projects, there were a couple really cool things I'd like to highlight. The Dragonflying gameplay trailer, which looks like a it's a third-party uh, Star Citizen-themed shooter that will be out um, sometime, next, or sometime this year, but is worked on by a single uh, fan of Star Citizen, and I believe they're putting it out for free because they're using sources and intellectual properties uh, but it's really cool and worth checking out the route planner app which is free uh, free app made by the star citizen center 
they've basically made it a mining and transport route planner for Star Citizen, and they'll be fleshing it out as more information comes out from the Galactopedia. Someone did a do-it-yourself Star Citizen flight sim pit. So if you're interested in making like a flight sim for your setup, that's a really great way to do it on the cheap. And for other news, we learned that VKB has another questionnaire for Star Citizen pilots concerning their space sim stick, the Cosmosima. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to give them your two cents. But basically, they want to know about the grip. Should they make a left-hand mirrored version of it? Should it be only the left-hand version? It's definitely worth checking out if you're into high-end joysticks. And finally, it was just learned that Microsoft is going to start injecting ads into Windows 10's File Explorer with the next creators update. Uh, to turn them off preemptively, we've, in we've included instructions in the show notes. And that'll do it for this week. A special thanks to our sponsors, Interstellar Diplomacy and the Black Suns. Visit them at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash diplomacy and org slash BLK Suns. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the verse. See ya. See ya. As well as main members of Cognition Corp, Overclock, hey, and Snip Atomic. Who isn't there? <laughs> Yo, Snip. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>